three married guys sitting here. We never really talk about like you know our our, our love lives. You know the the time with the special you know people in our life. I, I didn't specifically say women, but uh, the, the management got home the other night and was just kind of in you know uh, an unusual mood. And she's like, "I want you to take off you know my blouse," and then she's like, "I want you to take off you know my knee high boots." I want you to don't rip them. I want you to slowly take down my silk stockings. And then she's like, you know, I want you to very slowly and delicately take off my bra. And then she said, if I come home and catch you in my clothes again, we are through. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to congratulate Jacques on his transitioning. (laughs) Hi. Carnies. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Joe. I'm Jacques. And I'm Jim. And Jim, Jim's on the podcast. Ooh, Jim, Jim's sitting right here. Ooh, Carnival personnel won't be the same. Jim, Jim is joining the podcast. Joining, joining, joining the podcast. Jim, he's joining the podcast. Though he should be ashamed, cause his podcast is lame. Jim is his name, Jim. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to anybody who's a friend of Rich, who was accidentally tuning in thinking Rich was going to be on again. We would love for Rich to come on again, because I don't think we spent enough time talking about Dutch crank in the 90s. I was focused more on the Dutch porn. I'm fascinated that you were... With the crank, with the yeah, crank. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, when, when you've seen as much porn as that. I know. But, uh, but thank you so much, Rich. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing more. I, well, I, I heard a little bit more. It looks like Epitaph Records wants to do a soundtrack for season one of Tour from the Tail, uh, Tales from the Tour Bus, and a couple meetings this week about season two. But thank you again, Rich, for coming on. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, thank you, Rich. And uh, <laughs> that's Jim, by the way. In case you're wondering, Rich. So, so let's jump right into it, Joe. Any, anything, anything going on this week we want to talk about? That we want to talk about, or that we have to, or should? should well, yeah, that's it's it's awkward. You know, should we? Do we have to? Do we, we don't want to? Right? Maybe Jim should talk about. Yeah, it. why don't you lead us into it? This well, Al Franken asshole. Uh, Al Franken. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I, 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 I'm, I can't call him an asshole on this, and I am not in any way condoning what he did or anything like that. Um, the incident, I believe, was like in 2006. Um, it, it appears from what I heard, I think by the end of the day, I think the story broke like, what, one or two days ago? Yep. Um, and I think by the end of the day, when the first story broke, I believe a second senator had come out who was alleging alleging some sort of uh, misconduct by Franken that later on was uh, – that it actually, she wasn't a senator at the time. She was like a intern, I believe, oh. or something like that. Hmm. Have you um, heard of her second one? I have yeah, not. No, it broke late in the day after the story. I don't know if there was much to it. I don't know how much, um, or they were. Let me put it to you this way: they were at least suggesting by the end of the day that there was a second one. Uh-huh. She was an intern at the time. I can't think of the senator's name. It's just not. It's oh, okay. not popping into my it was, head. So it wasn't but Al she's, Franken. But... She's currently a senator, and oh. she's alleging Al Franken had made a move on her when she was an intern. Or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I, again, I don't want to say that I am... I don't agree probably with just about anything that he has politically. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head where he stands on a lot of things currently. But I'm I'm guessing 
if I were to take a good look at it, he's opposite man. There's probably a lot that I don't agree with. Um, I don't like. I don't like it. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying at the time, with the atmosphere and everything like that, where they were. Again, I'm not condoning it, but it just seems like I, I don't want to call this a mulligan, but it, it's it seems like she is she's gotten past it and she she accepted his apology and I believe he donated some money on her behalf or something along that those lines. Yeah, from what I remember, there were two apologies. One was like a quick kind of staffer written sort of tweet saying, you know, um, I don't remember the incident the way that uh, Miss Tweeden had remembered it. But I apologize and um, asked for the photo. It was stupid and I shouldn't have done it. It was dumb. I don't know what I was thinking. And then he wrote a more heartfelt, more thorough, introspective apology later that basically said, oh, by the way, uh, yes, I agree. There should be a Senate Ethics Committee uh, uh, investigation on my behavior. Just let, I'm, And I'll fully cooperate because, you know, uh, I, I want to get through this and I want to make things right. Uh, and then l- the next day, I saw that um, what is it? Leanne Tweeden. She went on Good Morning America and did like a live interview with Robin Roberts and basically said, "Yeah, it's like, look, I'm exhausted from all this attention. Honestly, I came out to say my story because of the way the climate is now changing, where people who are victims of sexual harassment um, can be more comfortable and come out and say it. I don't want him to lose his job. I think he's a good senator." But, you know, I've held on to this for, you know, how many years? You know, 11 years. And at the time, my husband was just like, do not come out with this story because he knew about it almost right away. And because he said to her, look, it'll destroy your career. Like, you're just you're not you're just not going to come out looking good in all of this. And this was back in 2006. Right. It wouldn't be out ruining your career. They would just be like, hey, just the. The atmosphere was different. You're she not going to get hired, right? Yeah, that sort of thing. And she had the right. And but now she's like, "Look, I just want this to be known so that hey, everybody who kind of came up in this culture who thinks that it's okay to kind of get away with this, you know, it, it's not. And it's like it, it, people have to be called out into the carpet, carpet, whether they're overall good people or overall scumbags. Like even good people can do scumbaggy things. I think I think you just said what I was trying to say earlier when I when when I said I wanted to give him a mulligan. You hit it on the head there, Joe. It, it's an issue of my of hand eye coordination is never good. good so I actually good, hit something on and, the head. And and that's my 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 concern with all this is is my actually that's my concern with all this and that's kind of what I like about all this at the same time when I say what I like about all this, I like all these things coming to light because it puts everything into perspective. It's going to force, like we talked about in the past, companies, senators, all, all these, all these professional environments to clean up their culture. Anything that that might be a little dirty or mucky, they're gonna have to clean it up. And, and like you just said on your head, I like the way you just said it. They're good people. Some of them, not everybody. Yeah. Some of them are good people that that were just in a different headspace at the time that some of these things happened. I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying it was right. Or they legitimately thought it was funny, or it was just sort right. of like... Yeah. Or, or in his case, like you said, it's like, we don't... We, so he wrote a skit in which he makes out with her, and, you know, the, the story is like, you know, she wasn't ready for such a passionate rehearsal kiss, is what that thing. And then with the picture that went out, as you said, 
things weren't going well on that tour. He wasn't being a best of sport, and he was just trying to embarrass her and be a dick. Yeah, because it showed, you know, she was asleep. Right. He, you can get down to the, try to get down to the minutia of like, is he actually touching her breasts in the picture or not? Frankly, I, frankly, I don't think he is physically touching her breasts. But regardless of that, it was sort of like basically an you like, and she, and. Tweeden actually said and, 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 this, and he gave her the the video. Like he, there well, was it was a on CD. it was on a CD of pictures that was supplied to her from the photographer. And at the end of the during on the plane when she fell asleep, he just said, "Hey, you know, like take this picture, click." And then when she gets the CD full of pictures from the tour, this is going to be the final like <laughs> f you, f you. You know, this, this is and he probably thought she was a bitch or something, and he probably felt jilted in some sort of way because she didn't want to cooperate with the, with with the the, the the kiss or the, the playing and, along. And, and see, that's the dangerous part uh, about these pitches because because like you just said, that's that's what it it's it's looking like. And obviously, we don't know. We don't know what his intention was when he took that picture. I mean, it's pretty we, obvious. Yeah, I, I'm getting. I'm getting that. I'm getting that you're right. But yeah. that's that's why these. Because I guess for to, to think be, think beyond this. Thanks for silencing about, your phone. And, <laughs> who's choo chewing? Definitely is not me. My <laughs> phone doesn't. I've never heard my phone make that sound. All right. But uh, a it, ring because no one you, called you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hey, that's that's fine. My phone's me. making weird noises, <laughs> ringing noises. <laughs> Go on. But my point, my my only my only point is, if it's a bad picture that lets people's imaginations run wild, if that wasn't the intent. Now I'm not saying it was. I'm sure it was. I, I have no idea. I'm just saying. Did you see the picture? You got it. I did. Okay. I have seen the picture. Um, and that's my only point is, you, you, just these days with the internet, with everything else, social media. We we have to be so careful about what we're doing. Now he was probably he may have been truly intending to just be an a hole, and he's getting called out for it. It's yeah. oh yeah, well the look on his face is like you know he's mocking it, and right, he's mugging for the camera while he's pretending to squeeze the chest. Ah! Right, which actually, by the way, just to close this out, I think thank God there's a picture. Uh, right to, for her. Yeah, seriously, thank yeah. God there's a picture because then otherwise her story would have been just as much more vaporous. You know, just sort of like, well, it's a he said, she said thing. Oh, well, the, but the picture sort of solidifies like, oh, okay, now this sort of proved that okay, he was acting like a like a dick, and maybe the rest of her story is probably true. Right, and and so and and the and the tough thing is, and for for Franken, it's. In light of the Harvey Weinstein, in light of the Kevin Spacey, in light of, you know, the what's really kind of got this whole train of rolling is the Bill Cosby thing. It's just, I just hate that he gets lumped in. It's like one of those things where, you know, getting pulled over for, you know, speeding 20 miles an hour versus a high-speed police chase. I'm not dismissing it or, or minimizing it and, and how she felt about this and saying it's... It's completely shitty. No matter how you look at it, it's stupid, it's shitty, it's juvenile, and I think he's really regrettable, but I don't want him to get lumped into serial pedophiles. Right, and I and I just, again, I'm going to fall back to Joe's statement, statement there. Listen, I, I, I don't know much about Al Franken personally, to be honest with you. I probably big, haven't. Big on the environment. I haven't really seen him since the uh, since Saturday Night Live, and, I, and honestly, I... He wasn't that big for me on Saturday Night Live. He well, he had didn't have like a lot, a lot, a lot of on camera. Yeah, it just well, he just wasn't my favorite person. Nothing against him, right. but it, he may be a good person that a lot of people think represent a lot of important values, and he may have just had this stupid moment. And that you know, yeah, I hope he has the opportunity to get 
to get to get past this. As Marge Simpson once said, as long as everybody is videotaping everybody else, justice will be served. <laughs> All right. Moving so let's on. Move on because we yeah, I don't want to go down this this whole rabbit hole. Let's talk about like, you know, some some healthier, happier things. J- Jim, your president just went to China. Yeah, he did, and I'll be honest with you. I've had a very, very busy, busy personal week. So my um, Fox News slash CNN News slash NPR and everything else. Slash UPA. Slash Fox News. Breitbart. Slash Alex Alex Jones. I have not. uh, I have not been paying super, super close attention as much as I as I usually like to. Um, but yes, he what he was in China. There's been a few other things going on that uh, I, I haven't been paying super close attention. Your, your thoughts on his trip to China? Um, it, it, it was full of a couple of like embarrassing photo opportunities, um, a couple of telling moments where um, you know you could you could see where he wasn't comfortable, which is great yeah. because as you know. And, and, uh, by the way, Mr. Trump, now you have to. Be a president. Like this is like the bullshit that you also yep. have to do. It's Here's not... your big boy pants. Yeah, <laughs> put them on. Here's the big boy muumu. Wherever get, they get, wear. Get out there, yeah. right? Right. You're gonna wear this Vietnamese traditional garb, and you're gonna stand next to Vladimir Putin. Oh wait, that was in Vietnam. I'm sorry. No, three times. Yeah. He, he uh, met with he met with his boss three times. Right. <laughs> you know, it was a business <laughs> trip. Hey, hey, it's the end of the year. His end, his first year review. <laughs> right. Exactly. He, he's up for a raise, a, a big raise actually, but that's a different story. So what do you have to say about his trip to China? Well, what I love is is when any bully is is confronted or in a situation. So all during the primary, and and you know I I hate to even say the word because of what we were just talking about. But on the primary, there was, and, and it's not me, you, you know, it's, we live in the age of everything on videotape, dozens and dozens and dozens of times out there stumping, saying, and I'm quoting verbatim, China is raping us in these trade agreements. China is raping us with the trade deficit. And he kept using that awful word over and over and over about China and how he was going to change everything. He gets over there and he's with the president uh, or the prime minister of China and he flat out, well, it's not their fault for taking advantage of our loopholes. It's just good business. We've let them take advantage of us and they're just taking advantage and we're going to have to straighten that out. But hey, it's not their fault that they've taken advantage of us. The next day he goes to Vietnam and he's back on the, I'm going to suck it to China. It's like, well, hey, tough guy, you were just, and then you, but then, and you threw the koi fish, the food, and you and you band, said right? yeah. six of one, two dozen of the other. Uh-oh. Sorry. Sorry, Biff. <laughs> uh, sorry, management. Sorry, right. how many? So how many I, let's I, go down the list. I apologize. My children, I apologize right. to all Asian people in my life by lumping them all together. But at the end of the day, he was so fire and brimstone. And granted, every politician on the campaign trail makes promises. But so he did. He talked all this tough, tough, tough about China and the trade deals. Then he gets here and honestly, and maybe again, you know, maybe he didn't want to, you know, ruffle, you know, his moo-moo call. I don't know what it's called. Uh-huh. But it's like, here was your big moment to talk tough out on the road. Now, with Angela Merkel and stuff like that, you had the balls in the White House to hand her, a, actually hand her an invoice for what you feel they owe NATO. Well, that's the key point right there. Hand her, her right, an yeah. invoice. So so seriously, I was, I was, I was disappointed because I'm like, okay, hey, here's, here's a chance to... to you know, turn something but around. But they threw him such a nice parade. They threw him a great parade. Like, how do you say, you know, bad things to that? 
Have you ever gone to a parade and said, God damn it, this thing looks beautiful, and I have some issues about it, and <laughs> well, here they are. It's the same thing when he went to Saudi Arabia, and, and all the handlers were like, you should have seen how they were plotting for him, and in the streets, in the parade, and had his billboard. It's like, um, yeah, they're... Uh, they're being made to do that. Is it un- they, they, they let the children out of Ivanka's workshop in China so that they could clap for her father as they paraded down the street. And also the iPhone factory, hot take. <laughs> the iPhone factory that has the guard towers in it that I remember, I remember um, uh, Mitt Romney was saying when he went to visit and he was like, well, what, you know, that's kind of scary that they have armed guard towers. Oh, that's not to keep the workers in. They're, those are such prized jobs. That's to keep people from literally just showing up and demanding to work because everybody wants to work there. No, it's not a it's not a war camp situation at all. Hey, shiny thing over there! Look. <laughs> what are these nets for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, it looks like they're catching people <laughs> leaping from high places. You know. Uh, Anyways, on a happier note, that that was it. You want to talk about dead babies? Now or dead? How about how about uh, elephant tusks? I knew we it, want to talk man. about elephant. How about dead baby elephant? T- no, the babies don't have the tusks. They no, don't come see? in till till till, yeah, till much useless. later. Do you know anybody who game hunts? No, I do don't. you? Not not elephant or lions. No squirrel. No, squirrel no, squirrel's dare, not big game. Well, game. Well, you can be game. Dare coyotes, but, 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 yeah. but big game. Do you know any lion or you know? Did you see a reason to want to repeal the the the, and again, it's one of those things where 99% of the world has decided, hey, slaughtering elephant for their tusk, bat. Let's let's jump on the, the side of the people thinking, hmm, there's other ED medications out there now. We don't need elephant tusks as we used to. The little blue pill has replaced elephant tusks. But, uh, but there's a... Well, again, well, you, did you hear about this? So yeah, long story short, if I understand it, and correct me if, if I'm wrong. Oh, we will. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the, I'm rating the, yeah. the the game game hunting that he's allowing he's allowing now that it be shipped shipped back. Is that is that is that? Well, what I, it is? well, actually, the latest is that he's he's putting a hold on it. Actually. Yeah, he's putting. Yeah, a, I, a that's what I was going to say so. next. That they're, that they're they're re reevaluating it, and I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And again, this is this is one of those issues that that I have no personal skin in the game because not only do I not maybe do any, you should do more game hunting. Then. Maybe <laughs> I don't. I, I don't really do any game hunting here in the states. Never mind. <laughs> oh. yeah. Never mind. Oh, right. Never mind yeah, traveling. Yeah. Um, but. From the perspective of those who do, so you haven't ditched your Secret Service assignment that people signed you I, so you could go shoot bears. I, in Canada. I, I have not you done have anything not. like that. Um, but the day's not over. Nope, nope, not at all. But again, I, I don't want to speak too harshly on the idea of game hunting because I'm sure there are people that are very passionate about it. It's probably in They're the assholes. in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. It's a, probably a handful of them. It's a one it's, thing to be passionate about it. It's another yep. thing. To like, do the ends justify the means? That's all I mean. That's that's all it is. Like, well, I, I, right. are they doing but it for you're, population you're, control? Because like elephants would otherwise run rampant if these white people didn't come here with their guns. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, is that? Yeah, but that's, that's going down, That's that's like going into a place that I I don't know that this is really what that's about. May, maybe it is. Maybe maybe you have some information I don't on this. But I don't know that it's necessarily about that. Right now, I know that they're looking to reestablish. Get potentially gaming coming, like lions and and um, tigers, specifically elephants 
come oh, br- bringing bringing them back this way. Mm. Um, I don't have enough passion on the issue. I don't understand the issue well enough. Well, I mean, like, okay, elephants are an ex- are an endangered species. Yes, because I, of, I, I guess what I'm going to say is just just to push back on this a little bit. I don't know if there's any huge Trump conspiracy behind the gaming. Well, um, have you seen the pictures of Donald G- Trump his Jr.? Son, his sons are big game hunters. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, and again, I'm not denying yeah. that, but they do have a right to be game hunters. Oh, uh, right. So, yeah, as much as any under the current under the current auspices of the laws. Yes. Now, what they're trying to do is expand upon that so that it's not illegal to game hunt for you know basically to it, it, it is two things and two things only yep. a the black guy signed this into law to stop doing it because the rest of the world had clamped down on the importing of elephant tusks Two, his children do it i mean they're big game hunters they you know that's what they do and he's only repealing it truly for that there wasn't this big outpouring in the united states about hey you know why be conscious of endangered animals you know we want to be able to go and shoot them and import them back that's all it is i would just i guess before i'm willing to go there i would need to see some data that there's only two uh game hunters in in, in his uh, family well maybe maybe, it, maybe his other in, son. in in the in the states i would be willing to to potentially go there if there were literally two game hunters i just don't know again i don't know if i'm willing to go there on um on on that alone no. But, there you go. There's a Trump whistle. It's all over, baby. It's all over. All right. Well, let's. The final. Game hunting. Turkeys. It's Thanksgiving this week. You, who's killing their own turkey? Show of hands. Anybody? Me, Anybody? Obviously. I'm taking Wouldn't even know how, gentlemen. <laughs> Wouldn't even know how. You have a car. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that, you, <laughs> you know, drive around Wilmington. Honestly, <clears throat> and we just saw turkeys in Lowell. Um, and I do. I love. I mean, uh, full disclosure, complete tree-hugging, vegetarian snowflakes since 89. So when I see turkeys, I think, oh, those were almost our national bird. Had Ben Franklin had his way, Ben Franklin pushed very hard to have the turkeys be our national bird. Uh, But what are your big Thanksgiving plans there, Jim? Um, Other than the fact I'm working uh, a double, but no, um, I... I will be starting a turkey. Friendlies is closed on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's see, that's the problem. No, I I will be uh I will be starting a tar- turkey, probably throwing it in the oven about five a.m. Um, I'm also gonna make. I've been working on a lot of uh, if you can uh, turkey pizzas. Ooh. Um, so this is what this I'm is where Jim and this is by the way this is where I, Jim know, and Joe gang up on shop. Yeah, yeah no, well, <laughs> no, I could actually I can actually maybe get you into this too because we don't have to necessarily use turkey. We could use um, we could throw stuffing. We could. Throw but what out. is a turkey pizza? So a turkey pizza. What I've been doing is you have your your dough, um, but you also have in, you know instead of uh, we're replacing pizza sauce with um, turkey gravy. Um, we're replacing where cranberries with uh, tomatoes, um, Swiss cheese because Swiss cheese is so great with turkey, mm. um, obviously, uh, and whatever other fixings from the um, Thanksgiving feast, the traditional Thanksgiving feast you like, we throw on the uh, we th- we throw on the pizza, throw on the dough, the cranberry in the oven, yeah, cranberries. I'll tell you, it's it's, it's phenomenal. I'm a big big gravy guy. I love like gravy and mashed potatoes, gravy and on my um, Turkey and stuff like that. So in my head, I was like, not that I'm any chef by any means here, by any means, but probably more than I was like, this would be delicious on a pizza. So I started like 
sometimes we make the dough. Sometimes, you know, I'll buy a dough um, or buy one of those flatbread doughs. You just spread that, um, throw some garlic on there, throw some some gravy, like turkey gravy on there. So you'll get up at 4.30 to put it in the oven at 5? Yeah, I'll get up to, well, the turkey itself, yes. But those are some fixings, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Um Stuffing, I love stuffing. We need um, a cooking segment on this podcast. Yeah, you know, we, Bring like, it. we really, we really, really do. I love um, cooking on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, Charlie up. McCarthy was the biggest thing on the radio in the 30s and 40s, and he was a ventriloquist. Well, he was pretty good because you can never see his lips move. <laughs> but then, actually, with well, the, the truth of the matter is that Edgar Bergen, like when he became a television star, it's just like, oh wait, this guy's lips can't he's stop moving. moving. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's how dumb are the Greatest Generation are ass. <laughs> they worshipped the ventriloquist on the radio. Jesus, uh, I don't believe we're not speaking German. What the hell is wrong with? I'm sorry, but go. Yeah. No, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Um, maybe some uh, little uh, smashed up uh, squash with some little little maple syrup, a little cinnamon. Maybe throw a marshmallow to marshmallow or two in there. Um, Do you have any special like alcoholic beverages that you crack I, open? You know, like I, especially on a holiday. I'll tell you, and and I love wine. Mm. I love wine. We bought some uh, specifically for the holidays coming up. We went. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been out to Western Mass for the Big E. It's like a big, oh, yeah, big the, farm. It's like, right, it's like a Topsfield Fair. Yeah, we bought a bunch of um, like uh, cranberry wine, pumpkin wine, blueberry wine, just things like that for the actual holiday. It's like the type of stuff like that you can only really have like a glass or two of just because it's so strong. It's not like your regular right, white you're wine. Be yeah, it's just, otherwise. Yeah, it's just like it's too too. It's too much. It's like. Eating a couple of Skittles versus eating the whole bag of Skittles. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You can eat a couple of Skittles? <laughs> yeah. This is a new thing. Yeah. It's tough to stop, but you got to because it gets... gets. A I'm on my third Reese's Peanut Butter <laughs> Cup right now. My uh, my, my wife's favorite wine? Chuck, I want to go to Sephora. <laughs> Bring us some fresh wine. Something, Something this year. year. I'm going to throw a plug in there um, for... Uh, since what we're kind all, of plug? Since, we're, since, all, since we're all Patriots fans here, um, I'm going to throw out a uh, plug for uh, the... My favorite Patriots quarterback of all time, uh, one of the past. Steve Groger. All Tony Eason. Uh, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Oh, right, right, right. Drew right. Bledsoe has an amazing, amazing, amazing lineup of wines. Um, I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest anybody who is a wine drinker or thinking about being a wine drinker, order some or find some in a, a, a a liquor store or a wine store that sells higher-end wines. Some of it's very expensive. Um, when I say very expensive, some of them, it's not like going and you buy your 10 or $20 bottle of wine. Some of his, some of his wines run in the $50, $60, $80 a bottle. He has a Cabernet called Double Back that is just amazing. Um, you know, as a Portuguese amazing. person, I'm going to shock everybody by saying I'm not a big wine drinker. Oh. Yeah. How about you, Jacques? No? <laughs> Never. Like, I... I... There, there, Does it go right to your head? Seriously, I, I, I had a small phase where I liked wine coolers, and I, I will still drink. Probably with wine coolers, it's, it's like fruit punch, and it just goes. I've tried to drink wine because I know you're supposed to like wine, and we thank you for your support. And you're <laughs> supposed to like jazz. Apparently, I hate jazz, and and I know that's like sacrilegious musician to say. I hate jazz for most jazz. I mean, there's, and I hate like I've tried to like wine. I want to be cold. To some degree, no, not my thing. You know, like I, I love wine. Like one of my favorite things to do is with my, uh, well, the two dream killers are running around, like 
destroying the house and destroying anything. Your will to comes. live. Yeah, but that's gone. They, that's, about, they've he, moved on. He's talking about things that are insured. That's gone. Yeah, I'm talking about like the $4,000 TV hanging on the wall <laughs> and things like things like that. And, you know, but um, what, and one of my favorite things to do is I like randomly pick like um, what I'll do is like, well, I'm cooking whatever, like a turkey pizza or some other crazy pizza that we decided we want to try or maybe just a regular pizza because obviously they're not going to eat anything, but Pizza, sauce, and cheese. They're not going to eat a turkey pizza yeah. or anything like well, that. Too sophisticated. Um, I'll pour some wine or whatever my beverage of choice is at the time, and like just I will just randomly search on the internet for like uh, Greek dinner music, uh, Italian dinner music, uh, you name it, and I just play it. Um, you said the atmosphere. Yeah, I just play it and like drink and. Do you have like a system that goes cook. through? Do you have it goes through, like through speakers in your house? Yeah, yeah, I got one of those um, so, wireless Sonos thing, kind of thingamajiggies yeah, yeah. there that you know plays through the nice through the through the Google machine. Yeah, um, I do enjoy a lot a lot doing that. I I do. And now, what about you? What are you doing, Mister? Uh, you know, uh, the the wife is getting a turkey. We're ordering a turkey this year. We're gonna make it ourselves, but like we're we're not going out and grabbing it out of the bin at Stop and Shop. And yeah, she's doing the prep now, and I'm. I'm gonna throw a plug. I'm just curious, where do you order it? Oh, I forget. It's like some local like uh, butcher kind of. Okay, place. yeah, right. available at Ralph. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it's gonna, we're, we're going to host it at our house this year. We're just going to have you know the immediate family over, and not not you, Jacques. Sorry, you're not invited. <laughs> wait, wait. What does being invited have to do with coming <laughs> yeah. over? We're having yeah. we're having ADT installed this weekend. <laughs> this so is going to be our. For me, that's uh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, 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 I was about to say, yeah. for me, this is going to be our first chance to really, other than the four of us. I mean, we've had a few little small get-togethers here and there with family, but uh, this is going to be uh, the first holiday, I believe, with uh, to utilize our f- uh, fourteen or fifteen hundred dollar all wood dining room table nice. that we had. So you're having made. it at your house this year? Yeah, right? that we had custom made. So I'm kind of. I'm kind of glad that that... Did they chop down the big tree this $1, time? $1,400. Do I have to go to the forest and cut it down myself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that $1,400 monster's finally going to get a little So the 4000 uh, For those of you keeping score at home, Actually, this is like no, Jim's you know Price you is know Right. Time How time much off. is that big screen TV? Uh, I think I short... I think it was three grand. <laughs> Let me take that back. Uh-oh. I think it was three grand for that, oh, man. For that thing. I think. Don't quote me on that, but... I take that back. Well, d- well tell the insurance company. I think it's the three first grand. check was fourteen hundred dollars. Oh. You keep working those doubles at friendlies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, but that's um, that's that's it. So I'm excited about that. We got the holidays right. I mean, we got the big holiday right around the corner afterwards. That's gonna fly. But yeah. you know, Hanukkah. But we're. <laughs> um, we, we should probably let people know that if you want to hear more talk about Thanksgiving, please, please, please listen to our podcast this Thanksgiving, the special Thanksgiving sideshow from Carnival Personnel. I hope. We'll talk about everything from uh, the formal edition episode where we had a Thanksgiving um, special with Busy. Oh my God! Like like, what will edition be? There are so many blank spaces in, in that era. I'll show if, you a tape. If you show me a tape, I, and it's like, well that. That looks like me there, <laughs> but I have no record. Honestly, from 
nine in a 96 there's some uh some swiss cheese some swiss cheese yeah <laughs> but we'll be talking about uh, our memories with thanksgiving growing up we'll talk about uh thanksgiving day specials uh the parade the football um the you know annihilation of a race <laughs> you know, I, actually i don't want to get out uh, yeah you know what it might have been the a better immigration policy i, I, I wish ever. i um <laughs> I wish I knew. Uh, I, I should have been paying closer attention. Maybe I did know uh, about the Thanksgiving episode. That would have been fun if we could have whipped up some food or something like that. And throw some nothing like eating on mic to yeah, bring in yeah. listeners. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dog, no, this mashed potatoes. Right. Uh, so I, I will say Thanksgiving the first. 10, 15 plus years of being a vegetarian changed after, like, they make all kinds of great, like, you know, tofurkey, which yeah. is a, which is a staple, but, uh, but yeah. So and they make staples. I have, to make staples. <laughs> I have put tofu <laughs> to put on, stomach to- I have put tofu on the turkey, uh, pizza before. Just, on purpose? On purpose. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah, for no, you. I, I have did it. It was like when I was, uh, just, uh experimenting with tofu. <laughs> Although I, I do have to say, what, what one cooking, thing, of course. Okay. One thing that might turn me vegetarian is I'm always the one that has to kind of clean the turkey after the fact. Like I have to like you know dexter the fucking thing yeah, <laughs> and yeah, take it apart and like because my <laughs> wife likes to um, keep the bones and make chicken stock and bet she like, does. Hey, she likes the bones. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Hey, did she give you the two hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> More inside jokes on Carnival Personnel. Oh well. Do I have to pull the Thanksgiving whistle now? Yeah, the Thanksgiving whistle's over. Uh you know, hey, but to pay for these uh these these big turkeys you guys gotta stuff down your gullets. Uh we need some cash. Yeah. Well how much you got? <laughs> oh it's not how much do I have. It's, it's how, how much, much our defunct sponsor has this week. Imagine the perfect video store. It would have a great selection, right? Right. Over 10,000 videos. Three evening rentals, so no rush, no hassle. Fast checkout. 24-hour quick drop return. Open late every night. Well, the perfect video store... Welcome to Blockbuster Video. ...is popping up all over the country. There's one near you. Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference. So... Joe and I mentioned last week um, there's been a uh, a big brouhaha brewing between Jerry Jones, the owner of the Texas uh, Cowgirls, and, <laughs> and Robert Goodell, um, scumbag, you know, commissioner of the and NFL. Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell, right, right, he's still a scumbag, right? Yeah. And anyway, Robert's a good guy. So it's gotten uglier and uglier, and. It's 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 started with a Seek Elliott, their running back, getting a six game suspension. On again, off again, in court, and finally last week, Asik lost an appeal, and he could appeal the appeal. No, he could appeal the stay that was removed, so a six-game suspension is in, and Jerry Jones has lost it. At the same time, Goodell's contract negotiation is going on, so Jerry Jones is really going all out, and it's been one of those things where each side is now leaking stuff to the media, and like all good NFL inside the family kind of thing, you know, fight in the court of public opinion. So what I love, and what I said last week, is that this is what we wanted out of Kraft. We wanted him to go for the jugular. We didn't want him to back down. Like two years ago when he got to Arizona, you know, the start of Deflategate, and he got off the plane, he was full of fire and brimstone, demanding an apology and all this stuff. And then, oh, we know, we know how that played out. Jerry Jones, 
uh, a, a, a tape it recorded um, from a conference call in which there was a couple other owners and Jerry Jones on the phone with Goodell who said, if you think Kraft came after you, I'm going to make him look like a pussy. So, Ooh. yeah, which which your president will then be able to grab. Oh, snap. No, uh, no. <laughs> it was a joke. Personal foul. But I love it. I, I do. I, I and and if you have you heard anything about what uh would what has come out with what what Roger Goodell has asked for? No. He makes 44 million dollars now. He wants to walk away with like 50. He wants to make 50 million a year. Yeah. The use of a personal jet the rest of his life and insurance for his entire family for the rest of their lives. And what's great is, so the uh, NFL has come out and he tried to squash some of the rumors. It is not true. He's asked for 49.5. Like, no. literally, I'm not serious. They're like, no, don't. He's not ridiculous. Right. And, and, then, and then some players have come out and then they've been like, he wants guaranteed. We get our heads bashed in every week, and our contracts aren't guaranteed. You know, and he goes. But on the other hand, there's 32 billionaires out there who own these teams. So what is splitting six? Because to go from 44 to 49.5, let's be let's be clear. How much is that per owner? Not much in their world. So, no, no. but I love it. I love the drama. Yeah, and I don't think it's drama. I think it's negotiation, and it's it's a business like anything else. And they'll figure it out. I don't think Jerry Jones's war with um, Goodell is really going to go anywhere. I, I think overall, he's he's fairly he's fairly well. I don't want to say necessarily respected, but I, I think they they the owners currently like the the devil that they know. Um, and so I, I don't see this going anywhere. Well, well, he is the most power. He is the most powerful owner. Jones he, is, um, but he's not getting any back. There's no other owners coming out saying, "Yeah, hey, let's, that's my let's." Point. That's my and point. it's the same thing. It's like people said. It's like when Kraft two years ago got to the owners' meeting in San Francisco and realized how alone in that room he was on this fight against. And it's not that the owners, from everything I've read, and and heard smarter people talk about. It's not that they like Goodell. It's like they like the buffer. They like he he is the he is the whipping post for everything. Bat ratings, Goodell. Taking a knee, Goodell. Domestic violence, Goodell. Like you go down the list. Yeah. yeah. And they, they really like the fact that, you know And that comes and again, that comes with the that comes with the job. And like I said, they they, they know what to spec because the these are hot button issues that are all at their climax right now in a, in a lot of ways. And they, they the last thing you want is somebody from their perspective, the last thing you probably want is somebody coming in there that has their own ideas that is ready to change the world. I think from their perspective, they're saying it's not the time necessarily to do that. This is this is our guy. We know how he's going to handle things, and I, I I think it might be fun to talk about. I believe Jones is passionate against Goodell right now, but I don't think it's going anywhere. So so it leaks out that tape of the what what he's asking for leaks out, and a couple other things leak out, and then oh lo and behold, just yesterday a mysterious tape leaked out that, you know, rumored that the NFL had where Jerry Jones is leaving a bar drunken on 2013 in which he's asked to take a picture with somebody and make, doesn't make a racial joke, but makes a kind of off the cuff racial, um, uh, yeah, kind of laughing something off that they're trying. It's like they both are leaking things out now. So I, I hey, I like the drama. I, I like that. The, I like that. There's drama that doesn't involve the real us. owners of the NFL. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, what, what else have you been following, Joe? 
Uh, certainly not the Jerry Jones drama. I don't know. It's uh, sports is nice, but I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not watching really much of anything aside from the one Patriot game a week. Because if I don't, you're gonna hit me. So so we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Patriots. Uh, they just wrapped up their game a few hours ago in Mexico, and what a game it was! Ah uh, yes. What was your lock of last uh, week? It was forty-two to twenty-seven. Wow. Don't ask me how I get to the math again. You gave me a headache last <laughs> week when I threw out. Like thirty one or something. You're like twenty nine. Like, yeah, that's a prime number. How the hell did you get? To- <laughs> yeah. It was indeed. Yeah. But, you know, uh, but yeah. So it, it's been it's been interesting watching like the Patriots this week decided to stay out west. They played at the Air Force Academy. They they spent one day at the Olympic training facility, and there were so many people on Twitter and and on the news saying, "Oh my God, what a real treat that the Patriots got to hang out at the Olympic facility and all this stuff." And I tweeted out, "Yawn." says Nate Ebner um, because they're a special teams guy who was on the U.S. uh, Olympic rugby team uh, this year. Yeah, they actually have an Olympian. And so then they went to the Air Force Academy. Uh, Krakowski is just great. He is just just a lovable buffoon. And he was talking uh, at the end of practice, they had a a Air Force uh, paratrooper group jump out of an airplane and land right on the practice field and he, listen to Gronkowski. So I looked up and I saw the plane driving around up there. Okay. Right. Let's let, let's deconstruct that for a second. <laughs> let that settle on. And I thought it'd be great if people just started jumping out of that. It's like, <laughs> yes, I often look up at planes and think. And, and then they I do the same with buildings. <laughs> with nets and yeah. the Apple thing. Right. China, we, right, right. Rewind the podcast yeah. about half an hour. Yeah, sure, do uh, so that was great. And the other brewing controversy with the uh, the Patriots is Martellus Bennett, who I, I, and again, if Gronkowski was on another team, I wouldn't like him so much. Julian Edelman, if you ever hear him talk, he's just a douche, but he's our douche. Belichick, enough said, but Martellus Bennett has quit on the Green Bay Packers. He says, I'm going to have season-ending you know, surgery. I'm thinking about retiring him. And they're like, well, we're on the hook for two more years. We're going to release this guy, release him last Tuesday. Wednesday, he gets signed by the Patriots. He shows up Thursday, practices on Friday, like a walkthrough, not a padded practice. And everyone's like, oh, wow. You know, he's, I wonder if he's going to make the trip down to Mexico. Not only did he make the trip down to Mexico, he made the trip to Denver where he played and, and honestly had one of his best games of the season. And everybody's like, wait a minute. He said he was done. He said he couldn't play. He sat out his last two games for Green Bay. He didn't break any rules. Kind of a real dick move because, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes down and he's like, I'm not going to give up my body and, and get beat to be on a team that winds up 5-11, and 11, gets a call from the Patriots, and lo and behold, exactly. <laughs> you know, so so that that's it. Uh, Jim, do you, are you following the Celtics this year? I am. I, uh, I am. That was a great game the other night. You with, are a um, senior Celtics correspondent <laughs> yeah. then. No, that was a great game against Golden State the other night. Um, I, they started out really rough. I believe they were down at one point in the first half, down 17. 17. Um, I'm not ready to give up on Marcus Smart, um, but Marcus Smart needs to start playing more competitively on offense and, yeah, even on defense. I, I know that the people tend to – he's kind of like the go-to. People like to crap all over him that he's not what they thought he was going to be, that he, that just on the offensive side of the ball he's terrible. 
it wasn't pretty the other night, but I do. I, I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to give up. He is part. He is part of this team. He was part of a very successful team last year. Um, the effort is there. He's come, as everybody talked about, as the, when the season began. He came, he's come in extremely thin down. Um, so I don't. I think right now it's. It, I'm hoping right now that it's it's more of a mental thing than anything else because he certainly physically came in ready to play this year, but um, it was. It was ugly. It was ugly the so, other night. So this is a 14-game winning streak. And up through the 14 games, it's 14, yeah? It's That's 14. correct. That's correct. They, they've beaten a lot of bottom feeders like the Nets. And everybody was saying, okay, well, let's see what happens when Golden State gets here. And ugly or not, they won. How come they're still not getting, like, uh, the, the TBS people after the game? What is it? Charles Barkley? um, you know, was coming out and saying, I still think Toronto beats them. I think Washington beats them. Why don't they get love on a national level? They have the best record in the NBA. They just beat the defending champs. Well, a couple of reasons. One, I think it's it's currently, I think part of the problem is Marcus Smart. Part of the problem is offensively. And the big, the big thing is, you know... A minute into the season, we lost Gordon right, Hayward. But four, your fourteen game winning streak is rare in basketball. Fourteen game That's winning a streak. Big. Fourteen game winning streak. You know, and again, I'm, I'm. This is my perspective on it. A fourteen game winning streak is in in the beginning of the season. A fourteen game winning streak, sixteen games into the season. They're, they're definitely playing well. They're, they're definitely winning basketball games. Uh, but it's a long, long, long season, and I think they are in really good shape. I think they can stay competitive. I think there's no doubt, even without Gordon Haywood, that the expectation, especially from what we've seen in the first 16 games, is that we should be in that that um, Eastern Conference Final. There's no doubt in my mind we should be there. I think, especially looking at the first 16 games, um, we can expect that that's the goal is to be there. That's the goal is to is to is to be there. It's who it's going to be against. I don't know. Most likely the Cavs, but we'll see what happens. What what I had texted Joe and the NHL season. I I follow very uh, peripherally. 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 Thank you. Uh, it's nice to have it grown up around. Um, until until after the Stanley until after the Super Bowl and then after that I follow hockey I haven't followed basketball in years and years and years but you know just listening to sports radio locally you hear you can't not hear about it and I, I text Joe I'm like am I supposed to care about this yet I mean it's way too early to give a shit once but. you start giving a shit about the revolution before the Celtics then there's an issue yeah, it's exciting it's exciting because there's things on the line now as far as like records and streaks and things like that is it is it it's way too early to be talking about anything um an NBA championship or anything like that but it's exciting from the streak perspective what's kind of exciting about it is again that they there's portions of their game like anybody I guess but there's portions of their game that they're not playing well you know what also is exciting what the random video game review of the week wow okay Great. Sorry. I'll, uh, There's no yellow light here. Move, it's yeah. just green to red. Oh, Jacques. Jacques's going to grab it. Jacques's going to go. Gonna oh, it. I'm going to grab oh, it. Oh, yeah. You, know, you're, you're, you guys are all on duty. Do my bidding. Heavy lifting. So Jacques is going to get a book by Pat Contry, Ultimate Nintendo, or as we call it here, the Bible. And then <laughs> Jim has pulled a game randomly off of my Nintendo Entertainment System collection. I have it. All right. So it's the Jays. It's not Jordan vs. Bird. It's not Jurassic Park. I do know this game. I think it's uh, Joust. You got it. Yay! All right. Joust. Everybody loves Joust. Joust is a great game. It's by Hal Laboratory, ported over from 
uh, an arcade classic. Jacques played Joust, for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's how that's classic how this classic game is. is. You're this uh, knight that rides in a, uh, basically an ostrich. And the whole point of the game is, if you haven't played Joust, um, welcome to Earth. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, it's like this little one-screen platformer, like multi-tiered platformer, where... You have other jousters on ostriches trying to knock you off your ostrich and into the lava below. But then the whole game's about physics. It's about trying to f- jump and float your ostrich uh, at just the right angle so that it knocks the other ostriches off and you collect eggs. It's a fun game. I mean, I... I Is that o- ostrich a precursor to Yoshi in the, <laughs> in, in the Mario world? Yeah, animal abuse started with Joust, <laughs> yes. So, uh, it's not abuse. They were willing participants. They, they, you know, they bought their saddles. <laughs> they, they knew, knew what, what they were, were getting, getting into. into. Our ostriches on that list. All ostriches matter, in my opinion. <laughs> and now, after you kill them, you can bring them into the United States. Right. Where's the whistle? <laughs> right, and you can eat them for Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. You know, rounding it Make them into a pizza. I will tell you this, and I'm all joking aside... Ostrich meat is delicious. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. Have you ever had an ostrich egg? No. I've not had an ostrich egg. I have had an ostrich sandwich before. Oh, okay. It was amazing. I just remember from like Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know, like <laughs> when like the chicken hawk would try to like get the eggs and then they'd see the ostrich egg and they go, oh my God, I hit the mother load. <laughs> Eyes light up. Yeah, right. Ka-ching! Yeah. And I always, but then like, but then they crack open the egg like it's a real egg and it's just like, it's a little unsettling, but then they make it look delicious. So I don't mind it so much. They make everything look delicious, right? I know all that. Food. Exactly. Even as a vegetarian, you have to look at like the Tom and Jerry hams and turkey. Oh and yeah, go, or when mouth dudes turn into a walking hot dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Yeah. If you were a hot dog, <laughs> <laughs> this is a simple little yes or no question, Dorm. If you were a hot dog and you were on a desert island, would you eat yourself? I, I, I don't know. I know I would. <laughs> right. I know I would. A baby could answer the question. <laughs> Right. If you said no, right, come at you as a hurricane of hands and feet. <laughs> nice call. Oh man, that's a good quote. All right, so let's see what Pat said. Pat Contry said that. Oh wait, I'm going to guess that he gave it like three and a half stars, and he probably gave it four stars. And no, he gave it three stars. I over. He wrote this review himself. Oh, okay, great. So let's gather around the campfire, kids. I'm going to tell you a little story about a game named Joust. In this faithful port of the arcade classic. Players control an ostrich riding knight flying around a single screen level with rock platforms that can flow uh, with rock platforms that can flown around or landed on. Well, there's a typo there, Pat. I the proofreaders that book out. Yeah, this is garbage. But that's basically what I said, <laughs> essentially. So now I have to guess how much it goes on eBay so we can wrap this segment up. I'm gonna guess cot only, common game, five dollar. I'm saying for eight seventy five. Well, I'll be. Eight seventy five, mm, with free shipping. So okay, what a bargain! Yeah. That is a bargain for me. Yeah, I honestly, the, the arcade game. I mean, this is a pretty near perfect port of the arcade game. So if you can't find a Joust arcade in your local Seven <laughs> Eleven, uh, pick up Joust for your Nintendo Entertainment System, which I know you have. Before we jump off of the games, our friend Chris, who was a guest on the Resident Evil episode had sent me a link that I forwarded to Joe that you can now, the PS people, the good people at the PlayStation Network are now letting you turn your trophies in for cold, hard cash. Right. So to let Jim know, a trophy in a video game is when you start like playing certain games, like if you reach certain levels or do certain things in the game, the PlayStation Network 
that the internet thing that you hooked up to, it'll give you like a trophy, like you you know killed a hundred enemies in a row or something like that. So now I guess PlayStation Network is letting those trophies go towards actual like currency that you could use to then buy for games in the PlayStation Store. Yeah, and, and like some trophies are, oh, you got this trophy for turning on the system and loading the game in. But then there's trophies like if you beat a game and get every trophy within the game, it's like a 10,000 point trophy. And if you beat the game on amateur play, it's a thousand. So, but like you, you figured out like to get the equivalent of $10, you had to play like 10,000, you had to get like 10,000 silver trophies, something, something weird. Like I'm not, I'm not familiar with the trophy system because I don't do a lot of, online stuff with PSN and all that stuff and I don't play a lot of modern games so, so as you can tell a, by my shelf you, I don't you're not, play you're not a big trophy hunter big milf hunter yeah. uh, right right <laughs> right I'm not a big game hunter one of my favorite <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut up uh, uh, but yet uh, uh, it, it, it's, it takes a, uh, takes a long time so thankfully like if you're unemployed and you have no money you know <laughs> now you can spend all that quality time actually earning real money to play more games to uh Basically, feed this never-ending cycle—the snake that eats itself. <laughs> until I get a little jealous. Uh, we, do I? Why do I have a job and family? <laughs> oh, please! Are you reading my diary? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's great because, like I was saying to Joe, like it was years and years ago back in the Berg. I remember, we, you know, we had a friend named uh, Bill Tendo, and you know, my buddy, our buddy Dan, was walking through the living room. And he looks at the playing some game. He goes, "Oh, that score is going to look great on a resume." And, and Joe and I've been using that joke forever. But now that you can turn your trophies in for it, I'm going to have to <laughs> go back, see how I've done on like Resident Evil and the Batman Arkham games, and maybe update my LinkedIn page. I think <laughs> so. So we 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 got that. So. Uh, you know, just as we wrap it up, uh, do we want to touch on? Because we can talk about Stranger Things season two up to episode three. Okay. Well, well I don't want to give anything away for those who haven't even watched season one of Stranger Things yet. But I mean, we can talk in generalizations. It's great. It is great. You know, and unfortunately, because you know, it's one of our quote unquote family time things. We're watching it together. Ugh. And the other night, episode three ends, and even the little guys, and it's like a school, no, it's like last night, and we got to get up at five for hockey, and it ends, and it's like 10 o'clock at night, and we're all like, no, because it, 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 the, the douchebags make it end, it's like it's like eating one potato chip, right? you know? Right, it's like it's like a, a Da Vinci Code book, like, you know, you end one chapter, and it's like, oh, god damn it, now that I get, there's a cliffhanger, and I gotta go to the next chapter, so, but, it's but, a real page turner. But it is, it, 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 it's great, highly recommended, that's my uh, Netflix pick of the week. I'm gonna actually bring up your Netflix gripe of the week. Oh, please, oh yeah, go ahead. First of all, you told me, in general, you hate change, in period. You I see can't. what I'm wearing. <laughs> exactly, right, <laughs> the underwear has not been changed, I'll tell you that, but... The jokes on him. I don't wear anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you were telling us that now that Netflix is updated once again, when you start up your home screen, it plays a trailer of the latest show that they're trying to promote. But one of those shows is The Punisher, and you're upset because you hate watching trailers. So like even unwillingly, you're watching stuff about a show that may be giving away points or giving away characters or just even even looking. At, it's like you don't want to even want to look into the show until you're ready until to. Until I'm ready. Like, you know, as this has posted, uh, Justice League has been out about 60 hours, and I have not got to see it. I'll see it before our sideshow. Fair weather 
fan. Exactly. You know, it's that whole moving kids, you know, oh, we want to do this as a fan. Fuck them. Seriously, they're killing me. Um, but I'll have a review of it, uh, you know, for, for that. But it does. It brings us now to our parenting tip of the week. And you got you do got a good parenting tip this and don't give us the spend time, Jim, and no. love your children bullshit. Um I've been spending a little more time with them outside only because um my, She threw you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only because my oldest now is like, uh, you know, she's old enough to really run around and catch a ball and throw a ball and things like that. So we've been spending more time doing that. I highly recommend that this, you know, the more time you spend doing that, the sooner they learn to catch, run, and join teams and start playing more competitively. Get those so concussions early. Yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Uh, that's where I'm headed. I I want she, them to be. Can she throw a perfect spiral? Yet? Uh, no, no. She has trouble throwing the football. She can throw. We've we've made a lot of progress with the. Um, with the baseball, and when I say the baseball, like, you know, the softballs about the size of a baseball, she can throw them straight now. Throw. Not to sound misogynistic, yeah. does she throw like a girl? Oh, God damn it. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. She, I knew she, it. She, she, she's, uh, she's getting where uh, she doesn't exactly know what I'm talking about, but I'm getting a little crazy with it. You know, I'm talking about how, how important it is in sports to talk with your hands. Like, you know, when she sees my hands, She's got to throw that ball right to my hands, and she's got to have her hands out ready to receive the ball. So I got her to a point where she'll get her hands out. No, hold your hands up a little high. They can't see it. There we go. And then, uh, but we're, that's pretty much as far as we get before she loses interest. <laughs> right? How's her dunking ability? Like, can yeah. she? <laughs> <laughs> like Dunkin' Donuts, who's changed her name to yeah. Dunkin'? Her munchkin game is solid, man. She does so, love munchkins, I will say that. What, what about you, Joe? What, what, do, what do you got for the, for the parents who are tuning in to find out, well, you've done such a wonderful job with your children. How can I benefit from your years or experience? Uh, you cannot, unfortunately, <laughs> because I have none. My, my parenting tip of the week is to avoid Jacques' parenting tips of the week. <laughs> so... My parenting tip, it is, all kidding aside, it's important for me, for me, it's important for me to let the boys know how much I love them, to hug them as much as I can, and to just be with them as much as I can before the Patriots go on. Because if those little fuckers bother me with this one snap of the ball, I just lose it. So it's important for me to let them know beforehand, hey, the next three hours, you don't exist. But before that, and after that, if they win... You are the most important things in my life. If they don't win, you and your mother should just go to the ball and leave me the F alone. I'm a step ahead of you with, with that. I'm like from Sunday about 1245 <laughs> till about, about midnight. Right. You, you need to just stay out of this room. No, no, yeah. but I do. I do love watching a little bit of every every game, not just the not just the Patriots. I push my children so far away from me. They don't even approach me anymore. <laughs> Like they just know how to walk around me. Well, he's like he's like the homeless guy looking for change. Where they just see him coming and they go to the other side of the street, <laughs> yeah, yeah. look down, and pretend they have something in their eye that they got to rub. And uh, no, but did it, you it, do your homework? Who is this guy? We, we, don't, we don't see him. But we, uh, you know, so no one's going to hear the before Thanksgiving. So the sideshow will post on Thanksgiving. So we like to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And sure we do. Don't forget, 